Hey, this is Nick here, senior writer over at Sports Pack 12, and this is going to be our mailbag question segment. So send in your written questions wherever the frick you are in the conference, baby. Send them in. Send them in. And I'll respond via podcast form, and fellow senior writer Dane Miller will respond via written column. So seriously, send them in. I have a lot of fun doing this research, giving back the knowledge, the love, learning your concerns, all that, baby. We got the love, the knowledge. I'm going to give back to the people. Got to do it for yourself first. That's my ethics lessons, but then I'm here for you, the people. So from down south to Arizona, to east out to Utah, to east, to the west out to the Palouse of Washington State, we got the Cali schools, we got the Oregon schools, we got Buffs Nation. If I forgot you, I'm sorry. In all seriousness, in its in our entirety, we make up the Conference of Champions, the Pac-12, and we're better for it. So without further ado, send in your questions. Let's come together and la 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 la. Let's get to it. Today's question is from Sean in Santa Monica, California, and it reads, Seems like Oregon football is on USC the past few years. Is it more important for the Trojans to beat them in recruiting this season or on the field? So I always feel at a school like USC that it's much more important to win on the field. I mean, they're the West Coast crown jewel, the most dominant school historically, and if USC even has a 10-win season, they're likely to go back into the top 10 nationally ranked recruiting classes in top 1, 2, or 3 in the Pac-12. So... USC, as long as they can get it done on the field, the recruits are going to come. I mean, even though Oregon and Washington may have had more success as of late, this is still USC, and whether any other school likes to admit it, I've said it before, they are the football powerhouse on the West Coast, and they'll probably be that way forever. That's just kind of the way it is. So the recruits will come. That's not really anything to worry about. So that makes for an easy answer where it's much more important to win on the field, hands down. I mean, they need to play better than they did last year. I respect your question. I mean... Losing 56-24 to 24 at home. Again, this is last year's result. That's just unacceptable. I can understand why with results like that, why Clay Helton haters are getting a little antsy in the pants, you know, getting a little angry. I completely understand that. I personally have a different take on him, but I'll let that be for right now. However, they actually haven't been getting dominated as of recently on the field. So I'm not sure if you're asking in terms of have they been getting dominated in recruiting or on the field. <laughs> that was weirdly said, but... Yeah, so if you're looking at the on-the-field aspect of it, they've actually only played twice in the last four or five years, and with the previously mentioned 56-24 whooping at the hands of Oregon last year, the only other game was in 2016, or the last prior game, and USC won 54-20. Granted, Oregon had a different coach in Mark Helfrich at the time, but USC still won 54-20. So in the last four or five years, the series tied at 1-1, with one blowout win apiece for each program, so... There hasn't been real dominance. It was just last year's. Now, I could understand why last year's loss would feel like enough losing for two or three seasons. No one likes getting beat like that at home, especially in a big primetime game. I don't actually remember it's primetime, but it's a big game. UC versus Oregon usually is. So, in terms of that, there hasn't been as much domination as you think, but last year's result was unacceptable, so I completely understand that. But if you want to look at the recruiting, again, I think the talent might be more comparable than you realize, Sean. If you look at this season in particular, it's an anomaly. It's really a very troubling class for USC. So I'm going to start with USC recruiting and hop over to Oregon. So with USC in this incoming 2020 year, they have the 10th ranked class in the Pac-12 and 54th nationally. So that's just an anomaly. It's one bad year. Granted, if they underperform this season again, well, then that could start to become a very concerning trend and will probably get Clay Helton and the rest of everyone else fired, even though they pretty much overall their staff this year. But again, 10th ranked in the Pac-12 and 54th nationally, just not going to get it done at USC. However, if you look in the previous three years, in 2019, 
third-ranked class in the Pac-12 and 19th nationally, 2018 and 2017. They're the best class in the Pac-12 and fourth nationally. So there still should be a bunch of talent there. Recruiting-wise, again, USC is always solid with the exception of this season. So you go back even three or four years, again, that's the fourth best national class and back-to-back best classes in the Pac-12. So not a lot to worry about there. USC just needs to win and the recruits will come, plain and simple. But if you're thinking there's that big of a difference, Oregon does have the edge as of recently, but it's not by that much. It's just this year in 2019. Again, in 2018-17, USC had the best classes in the Pac-12. Don't forget that. So in 2020, now Oregon has the best class in the Pac-12. I've got to figure out a new way to phrase that. In the 12th nationally ranked class, 2019, the first ranked class in the Pac-12, and 7th nationally ranked class. In 2018, second ranked class in the Pac-12, 13th nationally ranked class in 2017, third ranked class in the Pac-12, and 19th national rank. So if you look at these numbers back, back, I don't know how do you phrase that, essentially in comparison to one another, they're really not too far off. I mean, both classes are very comparable, again, with the exception of this 2020 class for USC. So to answer your question no one's really been getting dominated at USC. Well, obviously, I don't know if someone's been dominated at USC in particular, but I don't know if USC has really been getting dominated by Oregon. It just doesn't, the numbers don't indicate that. Again, last year's loss, I understand. This year's recruiting class, I completely understand. But besides for that, things feel pretty balanced. I'm going to go ahead and just give you a little bit more because I always try and do my best for the people. You know that, Sean. You heard my ethics lesson at the top. So to just give you a quick game preview and nothing too deep, there's so much that could change in the spring. So this will be very quick and we'll get to the point here. You just want to look at the matchup. I do think that USC could win, which again, I said, it's much more important for them to perform on the field. And I think they have the, they definitely have the talent, as just mentioned with the recruiting. I think that Oregon's going to score 20 or 30 points. So as long as USC can kind of hang around and give themselves a chance at the end, I think they can get it done. But... The main matchup is 100% going to be USC's offensive line versus Oregon's defensive line. Oregon has great playmakers up front in Jordan Scott, Mace Funa, and alongside Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau is the big name to remember there. And for USC, the offensive line struggled last year. Not going to get any easier with the departure of first-round NFL draft pick and left tackle uh, Austin Jackson. And so again, he's a first-round draft pick, and that's just not going to be easy to make up for in any way, shape, or form. And this is coming from, again, a line that struggled last year, gave up 28 sacks in 2019, and they only averaged 3.93 yards on the ground. So as long as this line can give Slovis enough time to find Tyler Vaughns and Amon Ross St. Brown, and along with the new top prospect and tight end Jack Gary, they do have enough weapons, so just give them a chance. Oregon's going to have a very solid defense, so don't get that mistaken at all. But USC always have, has enough weapons. They have a talented halfback trio in Veve Malapai, Stephen Carr, and Marquis Stepp. If I had to pick between the three, I think that's, excuse me, Stephen Carr. He could really have a breakout year. He was a five-star recruit at one point, so I think he could be the guy. So that's all I'm going to go into in this game. Again, I do think that USC does have enough to win just because of their weaponry and the solid quarterback play, but their offense line will have to perform. If the offense line doesn't step up, they don't stand a chance. And as I mentioned about, I don't know, a minute or two ago, Oregon probably scores 20 or 30 points. USC will have to hang around and find a way to steal at the end. I think it's possible, but I don't know. There's still a lot to be determined in the spring. So that's just the very, very brief game recap. Sure, we'll give you a full one in the spring. That's uh, generally how these things work out. So again, Sean, to kind of quickly summarize your aspect of the question, 
I always feel at a school like USC, it's more important to recruit on or to recruit on the field. It's always more important to perform on the field. As long as they perform, the recruits will come. It's a hot spot like LA, prestigious program, awesome colors, awesome fight song, all of that. So let's see if they can get it done next year. And what a weird year in recruiting for USC. I would imagine that trend quickly turns around as long as they seriously don't have a losing season. As long as they're above 500, I'd expect the recruiting situation to turn around very quickly. Thanks for the question, Sean. Have a great day. In Santa Monica, I say this about pretty much every place, but I've truly heard that place is beautiful. Awesome beaches. So thanks again, Sean. Have a good day.